0: I'm Rabbi Amy. I'm Pastor Ken.
1: I'm Imam Islam.
0: This is Kipa, Kufi, and Color.
1: Our guest today is Kaya Morris, former Vermont State Representative and the current Movement and Politics Director for Rights and Democracy. So first
2: of all, I did want to say, uh, how about my new microphone?
0: Very cool. Cause it, very cool,
2: I traded in my tin can and string for a real microphone, so I'm pretty excited about that.
0: I'm really happy for you.
2: And uh, yeah, yeah. So it's good to. So uh, this time uh, we've we've we, last week we were pretty serious. We talked about uh, a lot of shame. Uh, I think was our conversation yeah. last week, and and so this week we get to talk about being happy, but particularly being happy. When others are happy. And so I guess uh, a great question to start might be, um, is there a time you can remember when somebody else's happiness absolutely delighted you? Like just, you felt so happy for somebody else. You know, uh,
0: the funny, funny thing that uh, there's so many times I could think of, uh, but I just had a flashback to when my daughter was graduating from preschool and they put them in little caps and gowns and you know, paraded them in one at a time. And I was overcome with the need to just cry.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, some sometimes it gets very close. Yeah. You know, if, even the smallest thing.
2: I was at a wedding a couple of weeks ago and um uh just seeing the love that surrounded this couple mm-hmm. and, and, and seeing their love for each other. And I know, you know, that's what weddings are supposed to be. But it just, it, it felt very pure and very hopeful and just delight for these two people. Like yeah. it just filled me. It was, it was like I was, I was sharing in their joy in a really visceral way.
0: Yeah. That's, that's an intimate kind of happiness where there's like a soul connection between all the people who are standing there together. Yeah. Yeah. That's different than a fleeting happiness. Um although happiness in and of itself is typically not a long-lasting emotion, uh, different from joy which is something that lasts, but um th- these moments of real connection
1: are deep. So what's the difference between happiness and joy? That's curious.
0: Funny you should ask because I was just <laughs> talking about that on my Rosh Hashanah sermon. <laughs> Happiness is an emotion of the moment in an experience when either we individually have this great moment that fills us with happiness, or we experience it uh, through somebody else's happiness. So we share in their happiness, as you were just describing at the wedding. Joy is when you feel a sense of deep satisfaction that lasts, that you carry with you.
2: Does that jive with what what you think of
1: Islam? I was always thinking it was the other way around. I don't know for some reason. Maybe it's just language barrier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't, maybe it could be. It could be. It just, it just could be whatever, yeah. what you're saying. Um, I was I was I was just typically the other way around. It's like joy, is this and happiness, is the other one. But it, it could be. It could be. I think yeah. uh, used up. Uh, you know, simultaneously. Or, yeah. Or, or, yeah, yeah, mean the same thing. Because yeah, yeah. I
2: think of joy the same way Amy, you think of joy, but. Yeah. But even though I opened it with happiness as a, as a moment sort of thing, I, I've also and I forget the name of the author um, it's going to drive me crazy but uh, uh, a guy wrote a book, "Happiness." It's a, I think it's a brilliant book, and he argues that happiness is a skill.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree with that.:
2: But it has to stem from joy.
0: That's right. Like you I have would this agree with base that base of
2: joy, and then you can choose to live a happy life uh, in that.
0: And from that comes joy.
2: Yeah, or maybe it's the other, they're connected for sure. So I
0: want to say that, um, I hadn't thought about the distinction between these two feelings or, um, types of human experience, uh, until I was reading David Brooks' new book, The Second Mountain. And, and the whole book is about going beyond happiness to joy. So I looked up the dictionary definition, and lo and behold, there it was right in front of me, the distinction between joy and happiness. And I think that the problem is that in regular common speech, we don't make a distinction. So who would have thought about that? Who would – and does it really matter? What really matters is that we find it, whatever it is. Right, right. And we find it through our connection with each other. Whether it's happiness or it's joy, that's what matters.
2: So, so if if rejoicing with one another brings us such joy, what are what keeps us from doing that all the time? Like what gets in the way of us rejoicing when good things happen to other people?
1: Well, different things could actually keep this away from us. Like you know, uh, other stressful things if they overcome your, um, your, your 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 way of thinking, and then probably there will be a barrier between you and and rejoice with other people Um, and and a religious point of view that if uh, you always have to look at the positive sides or or positive things in your life than the negative things in this case you will get to rejoice more with others but if you're always you know uh, focusing on the negative then this could be a barrier towards what you you just what you just said Um, uh, if you're thinking all the time about you know things that you know that are making you upset or things that you know troubling uh, I think that will have a negative impact on you rejoicing with other people or on it will actually be a barrier on your pursuit of happiness.
2: Mm. I love what you said about stressful things overcoming your way of thinking. That's an interesting use of words. That's uh. like
0: self-entrapment. It's like you yourself have become trapped inside of yourself. You can't get beyond your own negative feeling.
1: Mm. And some people like this. I mean, some people, unfortunately, will it depends everyone can can come to this can think this way at some point of life but some people think like this all the time some people as we, you know the the, the famous quote uh, some people always look at the uh, the 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 empty uh right. uh the, you know the half empty the half cup or, or whatever yeah, that, yeah, whatever yeah. that is
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, cup uh, the
1: cup half empty the cup half empty the empty half cup it's yeah, all yeah, the same yeah yeah
2: you're right <laughs> i mean whatever that is look
1: some people look at the other some people say oh here yeah, i have a half cup full right. and some people say, so, oh, look at that. The half, the half cups empty so basically that's what it is Right,
2: oh yeah, so so if somebody has focuses on the negative in their life, they're also more likely to see the negative in other people's lives. That's right, and so if somebody has something to rejoice about, you can point out that somebody who's thinking negatively is going to see all the reasons they have not to rejoice yes so 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 let's say this is a complicated situation, it's one that I've actually kind of been in. Let's say that you uh um you have a member, okay, so Islam and Amy. Y'all both, uh, you have a member of your youth who's in basketball, and you have a member of your youth who's in basketball, and y'all go to their game, and you see that you're at the same gym, except they play for different teams. And it's a tightly contested game. And at the end of the game, Islam, your student, sinks the game winning shot, and that side is just deliriously delighted. The other side is heartbroken, crying, just. Ripped their hearts out, sad, right? Because we get that way. I mean, we we were trying our best, you know, and it's there's nothing wrong with any of that. Uh, do you rejoice with the one who made the bucket? Like, how do you hand? How how do you respond to that emotionally?
1: Well, I have to ask you a question before that. Where are we? Uh, what are we seated next to each other or far away? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Hmm. <laughs> Well, the reason why I'm asking this question because just the moment you was describing this scene, is like in my mind, in my in, in, when I was born in Egypt, uh, the rival teams, are, their fans are separated. We right, are, right, right. like here, you, know, so there, you know, can just cheer. You can do whatever. <laughs> if you're sitting missi- uh, accidentally in, in, uh, in, uh, you know, in the opposite team, be, be your elbow, but You, you, you mean <laughs> go I mean that's in the, that's back where I came from. But We're here, right. football, yeah. aren't
0: we? Football oh, e- for Egypt, so. said soccer. 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 Yeah, yeah.
1: or they call it soccer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so if you accidentally went into the wrong gate, <laughs> yeah,
2: that's not a good thing. I mean, you have to,
1: I uh, have to keep your mouth shut. Right, <laughs> right. But I'm saying this: so if, if I'm, if I'm of course, this is the team I'm supporting. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, I'll be happy. I may like, show a hand gesture, I gonna mean, go like this. But in, in the meantime, I try to comfort my friend. You know, tell him yeah. this is a sport. Someone has to win and someone has to lose. You know, you did a good job. It's a great game. You know, have some, some, you know, word of encouragement also. Right. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think the encouragement is important. And and there's a point at which, you know, you can feel sad that your team lost and then get over it. Yeah. It's just a game.
2: You know, I had a weird so I coached I was thinking about this cuz I coached a basketball team uh a long time ago, an 8th grade team and uh uh they were really good and they played another team that was really good and I made a bad coaching decision at one point, but uh um but we needed it was it was kind of the big game of the season. And we ended up losing on a last-second shot made by the other team's best player. Wow. And my girls were just heartbroken. They were devastated. But I found myself like really happy for the person who had made that shot because she would taken a tough shot. She had made the shot in a pressure-filled moment. Like, If she loses the shot, we win. If she gets the shot, they win. Like, I was just de- de- delighted for her and, and also brokenhearted for my kids.
0: So how did you talk to the kids?
2: Um, I encouraged them, but I didn't try to tell you know I didn't try to tell them. It's no big deal, like to them in a, yeah. in the moment it was a big deal, and right. tomorrow it won't be a big deal. There'll be right. something else, but but you know so I didn't want to dismiss what they were feeling because yeah they just they should feel they worked really hard and they came up short and, and and yeah they were sad about that and that's okay. Uh, so I tried to tell them you know things that I hoped would last longer than the disappointment. Yeah, about how well I thought they played. Yeah. Um and then I made a point to go to that young woman who had who had made that shot and just tell her I thought it was a fantastic shot and I was really happy for her.
0: And you modeled that for for your teammate?
2: I hope so. I don't think they really were interested. <laughs> no,
0: but I bet that they remember that. And maybe. and maybe ultimately it'll mean what it should mean to them that that's what you do. Maybe. That's that's what we do for each other. Yeah. You gave them a gift.
2: Uh, yeah, I think I hope so. It, it was it was uh, it surprised me. It wasn't like I was trying to be a good person. Like that was just one of those moments where uh, goodness showed up in my life in a way that uh, was completely unexpected.
0: See, I think just being present, which really means you've opened up your heart to another person, is uh, fulfilling. And so, if it's true and honest, then it doesn't sap you of. Your energy; it doesn't sap you of your uh, your own personal joy. It it is a source of joy because that's that's where real human connection happens. What do you think, Islam?
1: Yes, I agree with you. about I thought he meant how you do that at the same time and how you do that without hurting someone someone else's feeling. Is that, your, that's your, that you? That's just how mean? you balance that. Sometimes
2: uh-huh. they'll be in proximity, sometimes less so. But mm-hmm. how you balance that?
1: I think I agree with what you said. What Amy said that you know this is actually uh, it's it's actually. Uh, a, a sense of purpose also when you grieve with someone and you have feel the connection with someone and the fact that you feel big be- that you're grieving for someone else that's actually something good and um if i ha- ever you know had to be in like in the middle of a, of a service and someone one of the members had something you know you know uh, he had a loss somewhere and one other member has you know success somewhere um i would just uh, uh try as much as i can to uh make the uh, the uh, the the atmosphere not so cheerful because of you know someone else mm-hmm. has, has suffering and on a personal basis i would actually go and congratulate that person for his for his own mm-hmm. success and he should be understanding that we do not we're not rejoicing because we have someone for example mm-hmm. someone has a, a loss of family member and someone else who's just made um uh, had a, a new baby for example uh it, we cannot just celebrate or we cannot have any uh, occasion of celebration because, you know, uh, we have to respect someone else's feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the, the challenge is that how you, if that happens at the same time, yeah. how, you, how you balance that, you know, uh, without well, hurting someone else's feeling.
0: Right. We have in our, in our Friday night Shabbat service, um, we, we have some opening um, recitation of some psalms, and then, there, then, then and when those, those psalms, which are happy... When that part of the service comes to its close, that's when those who are in mourning, which is the first week of mourning, come into the service and they're acknowledged with words of sympathy. Mm. So there was happiness, and now there's the mournfulness, and now everybody comes together.
1: Oh, that's really good. Yeah, I can remember a quote, a prophetic quote, saying that the believer is always, everything is good for him. If something good happened to him, He's grateful to God, and that's good for him. If something evil happens to him, he's patient, and that's good for him. So, all the time, everything is good for him. (laughs) That's (laughs) great. That's great.
2: (laughs) So, I'm going to not be praying for patience. Thank you.
0: (laughs) For our episode today, it is my great pleasure to introduce former State Representative, Uh, of the General Assembly for Vermont, Kaya Morris. She is now the Movement and Politics Director for Rights and Democracy, which is located here in Burlington, but serves the whole state of Vermont. She also consults, and she does consultations on diversity, equity, and inclusion, and has been a key consultant for a project that my own synagogue, Zedek Synagogue has been doing uh, here in Burlington called Stopping Stones. We'll have to tell you about that later, but um, through that project, I've had the pleasure to get to know Kaya and uh, I'm really glad you've been able to join us today. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rabbi. Today, we're talking about rejoicing with others. And uh, we've learned that we have different understandings of happiness and joy. So we'd love to know, how do you understand happiness and joy? Uh, Are they the same or are they different? Whatever Mm. else you'd want to say about what that feels to you. So for me personally,
3: happiness, I understand that it's a state of being and it's something that's conditional for each individual um, what brings individuals happiness what brings them moments of joy happiness is um, a generalized state of being whereas joy is something that you can sort of punctuate in a moment it's something that amplifies the general um, sentiments and the spirit of what happiness is really embodied in and so for me happiness is an ability to live with the freedom of space to see and be present in the things that are nurturing and giving for our souls. Um, There's so much that we experience in life, whether it be a crushing work a day, you know, Day to day schedule with multiple demands that pull you in many different directions. It could be the pains and the stresses of poverty. It could be um, the the challenges that we might have with our physical health, be it a pandemic or a personal disability. Some of which might even be invisible to the average person. Um, there's so much, you know, seeing what's happening in our political sphere. The world really gives us. A whole lot of stimulus that tells us whether or not we are safe, we are cared for, and whether or not our personhood in and of itself is considered to be precious. And so for me, the moments when I find and I'm most rooted in happiness is the places and the spaces when I can breathe. I can breathe enough, have enough time to even just stop and look at my son and just see that glorious, beautiful human being and listen to his little silly laughter for whatever funny joke he heard and being able to access that and recognizing that bond, being able to have the the freedom to be in a space of beauty. We're, We're fortunate. Vermont is a ridiculously gorgeous state. It's ridiculously beautiful in so many magnificent ways. But even in this pursuit of looking for that nature sometimes we can find that we don't feel safe in all spaces we may not feel welcome in all spaces spaces may not physically be safe because of pollution or other hindrances that keep our in keep us restrained in our ability to fully celebrate all of those things and so when you have that freedom of movement that ability to just you know be able to open to look out and up That to me is where you constantly find the fuel to be able to continue to root yourself in happiness. And it's not a guarantee and it is not 100% all the time. Um, And there's times where it feels incredibly distant, but if we can tap and find those little moments, that's, that's what helps to keep me finding and experiencing and celebrating happiness. Mm. So for joy, joy is like that's that time when in many ways, I would say joy often comes for me when I get to share that moment of happiness with someone else. Mm.
2: Mm.
3: That just that connectivity of being with someone else, being with others and bearing witness to something that brings that sense of happiness and peace.
2: Yeah. Beautiful. So, I, I love what you said about um, seeing and experiencing that which nourishes us, I think is what you said. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that feels like a choice being made there to choose to see and experience, uh, to, uh, uh, which is really neat. I was just wondering, is there somebody in your life that yeah. helped you learn to make that choice that helped you learn to see and experience the things that, that give you nourishment.
3: I appreciate that. And and I actually appreciate the opportunity to clarify that because you see that phrase on bumper sticker, choose happiness. There are an enormous amount of assumptions that go with that of a person's ability to choose happiness That is not to say that one cannot have trials and tribulations and find happiness and sit in a space of happiness. But it also recognizes that that individual has something different going on than perhaps even the person sitting directly next to them. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? So for me, happiness is something that while there is a choice involved, there's also, again, I speak of the space and time to be able to sit with that. And that isn't always accessible. It is that in itself isn't always accessible to individuals. I can't always, if I'm crushed, if I'm feeling crushed by the world's news in that moment, I can look over at my beautiful son and recognize that he's beautiful and see that love coming from him. But my heart may not be feeling the levity that we want to hold when we say the word happiness.
2: So um, happiness and sometimes and- you can't. and
3: sometimes you can't. this is when we get into thinking about things like depression and anxiety and PTSD and so many other afflictions of the mind and the body and the spirit that keep us from being able to stay in a homeostasis. But again, that's also not part of the human experience. I don't know of any doctrine that speaks of like, you know, like that perfect utopia where you're just there all the time. Like that's not, that's not something, that's something we always have to learn and negotiate, right? So you'd ask if there was someone that helped me think about that. And um, it's always been a process over time. I had the fortune of having one of my college professors, Edward Diener, who's a worldwide specialist on happiness. That's his area of focus. Mm -hmm. And I remember talking to him and we were sort of sharing life stories. It's just a one-on-one, you know, sharing life stories. And I talked about a relationship that was really deeply strained and it was just so hard and so painful. And it's like, you know, there are some bridges that you can't rebuild. You can say, I forgive you. I give you peace and I'm going to carry on and not rebuild that bridge because I need you to have the strength to go build that bridge with someone else. That's okay. If we don't continue on this journey together. And so he, he was really in encouraging me to think a little bit differently about what are the requirements for that happiness that sometimes it's not always the most obvious, but that it is conditional and that to find that happiness, there's work I have to do. And if it's conditional on someone else's behavior or their, cho- their choices in those moments, then I won't ever feel that deeply. Mm. So um, I'd say that was one of the first places I started thinking about that. I mean, like, you know, it's, it's, there, there is, it's a condition there's a conditionality to being able to hold what we say is
1: happiness.
0: Mm.
3: Beautiful. Islam.
1: Yeah, so we'll start with the, the question. So what are some of the things that you see happening to others that brings you joy or happiness?
3: Mm. Things happening to others. I'm, you know, I'm so grateful for this conversation because we do this work and we forget that it's not all about struggle, right? (laughs) The human experience is also about joy and being able to access those places of joy. Um, What do I see happening that I believe is helping others feel moments of joy? So much of it, and especially in this moment has to do with direct connectivity so much of it because we are socially isolated for our very health and well-being and so right now what i am seeing are these moments where people are finding ways to still stay ca- stay connected to each other even just to see each other i'm seeing everything from concerts that drive in movie theaters <laughs> where people are cheering as though they were actually there <laughs> you know to um those moments where people have been able to reconnect with a loved one, perhaps an elder in their life or a relative that they know has felt very lonely and being able to share physical space. It sounds so lofty right now, <laughs> being able to share physical space, but what I hear back from them is so beautiful. Um, I love that people are creating art. Art always helps me find those moments of joy. And I'm glad to see that our creativity is requiring for us to find new ways to deliver that art and that we're still engaging in it. Um, I find joy, and it's hard because there's both satisfaction, there's ease, there's celebration, and then there's joy, which is very different than all of those others, I would say. I see joy a lot with children right now when they're in the spaces and places where they can be children. See, again, that's that conditionality.
0: You and I first met when you were dealing with something really, really painful and difficult when a racist troll uh, had been torturing your family. And that drove you from, um, from the state house, from your position in the state house so that you could take a break as I understood it. And it was a, a very horrific situation. And Uh, And I can't even begin to know what you've been through um, in recovering from that experience. But Mm. I have to say that it has inspired me getting to know you, how much joy you radiate, even after what you've been through. (laughs) I appreciate (laughs) that.
3: (laughs) You know... I'm glad that you're able to see those moments and I'm glad that I'm able to have those moments. And there, again, they are not always. There are many, many days, many t- spaces and places where I feel that heaviness. The recognition of the fact that what had built around me, we knew was already present. It's, it's ever present. How can it not be after our global history and our, the way that we've dealt with human relations on a most baseline level, and we've failed our humanity in and how we see each other and care for each other and love one another. Knowing that much of that is still happening. Yeah. Um, it's amplifying right now. I guess my ability to find, to, to project and to support and to build out that joy is again, these spaces, sharing this space and this time with each of you. Mm. Yeah, I am worried. I do. I, I don't. It's not a lack of hope, but it's a reality in that the violence of our Western world is finding many, many spaces and places and hearts. And when this began, I remember having conversations with our interfaith council and saying, I need you to start speaking from the pulpit immediately because your congregants right now are seeing and hearing things on the Internet <laughs> that are leading them astray. They do not know and they were looking for you to remind them, (laughs) to remind them of the love that you're centered in. They need you to bring them back to center. They will not do it alone and you have to call it out. So I feel so much in this moment that if we don't speak in those real hard truths, But then recognizing that it's coming from such a place of deep love that we're gonna be missing half of the work. And so if I can come in that space and say, I see you and I see how you're trying and I see how we're gonna screw this up. (laughs) So we get it right. And I see how this is just what we must keep working towards, that gives me that gives me a space to be able to smile. That does give me a space to be able to smile and I can hold that smile and then have those quiet spaces when I might need to weep
1: yeah beautiful so one one last question for me a few for example are going through or experiencing any um, uh, rough time or some sadness and then you come across you came across some uh, people are rejoicing Mm -hmm. Um, will that ever change your mood or you just you know kind of put (laughs) a pause put a hold on your sadness and said let's rejoice with those people uh, how uh, have you ever gone through something like this, or how would that make you feel? Will this happiness mm-hmm. uh, be actually be an actual happiness, or would it be like a, it's complimentary? Or,
3: yeah, yeah, I have absolutely been in those places. I've absolutely had those moments when I I feel like I was blessed as an you know from my infancy actually <laughs> to be able to have a heart that. Um, can hold an almost inexhaustible well of love. It doesn't mean it doesn't need refilling. <laughs> it doesn't mean that it doesn't need nurturing and caring for, but it is that very energy that you're speaking about where you're in that space where others are able to hold happiness, that if you are able, and again, and I am not trying to shame anyone or make cast judgment on anyone who isn't able to, I, tr- I try to reach out and experience that and share that with them. So I try, I try with no perfection. (laughs) There's no such thing. (laughs) No, no, not at all. And that's okay. (laughs) And that's okay.
2: Well, thank you so much for taking time and spending some of your afternoon with us on a stormy day. It's really great to to hear from you and to see you smile and, and just share your thoughts with us. So thank you for taking the time.
3: Thank you each so much And I give you I wish you peace and joy And safety (laughs) In these times In these times right now So thank you so much For all you do Thank you